Hey, this is Shelly Zan, and this is the Impact Over Influence podcast. I hope that you receive whatever it is that God has for you today. Welcome to year 2023. I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for a new season for Impact Over Influence and what this podcast is going to hold and what we're going to get to partake in amongst this season. I don't know if you guys have some new stuff going on or if you're just trying to keep going with what you have been going, but whatever newness or whatever consistency you're trying to stick with, I pray the impact of our influence is a part of it. I pray that this is something that you're like, you know what? I want to be more in tune with scripture. I want to be more in tune with the body of Christ and that you're wanting to incorporate impact over influence to be able to serve you in that way. I mean, I know I'm pumped for it, but you know, I get to thinking about things that we do and our efforts here on earth and what they mean, things that are temporary, only here and only one thing is everlasting, which is God, which is our relationship with Christ. And the money that we make here on earth, it's temporary because we can't spend it in heaven. The houses that we live in are temporary because we can't live in those in heaven. The cars that we drive, they're temporary also because we can't take them to heaven and drive them around with us. And You know, even the careers that we have and that we pour into and we spend so many hours of our week, hours and years of our lives pushing into something, yet those careers can't go into eternity with us. The only thing that is eternal is God the Father. And so this year here at Impact and through this podcast and through this YouTube channel platform, I just want us to encourage each other to just stay the course, to press in now more than ever, because at the end of the day, I'm just a flawed person. And I come to you being vulnerable and as transparent as I possibly can be, which isn't always second nature, if I'm honest. But I just want to remind myself that I am a flawed and imperfect person, and I'm speaking to flawed and imperfect people on the other side of this, you as listeners. And that's why it has to be for me just talking about the one person that did have no flaws and that he took on my imperfections on the cross to die for them. So that's what we going to pour into today. We're going to end up putting our efforts into things that are not temporary, but that are everlasting. And so to start off the year, I don't know if you're focusing more on health, you're focusing on some finances. I don't know what that is for you, but I know that we all have our different things. But Jesus got to be at the top of it, y'all. And to, to, to know and to be excited for the promise that he has for us to prosper us and to grow us, those things are awesome. But if we need healing on the inside, things that may not be evident, that's what we're going to start this year off here at Impact. We're going to really center in to what what do we need to be healed from? Are those things old? Are those things new? Have they been with us our whole life? And we're going to name this healing from the inside out. Because when you come to Jesus Christ, that's what he does, right? He starts the initial work inside of you on the inside. So I was a kid that I was born in the pew of a church, it seemed like. I've been involved in church my whole life, come from good parents. And so it doesn't matter what I look like on the outside until I made Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior. There was no healing going on on the inside that could be able to be visible to other people on the outside. So when it comes to things that are internal, we kind of got to start there first. And my daughter, she's had some health issues um, starting when she was about 18 months. And we kind of been dealing with some other stuff recently. And so I ended up changing doctors, kind of going a more um, non-conventional route. And so I was getting a bunch of different tests done on her, seeking some different advice for her. And one of the doctors that I love, the first thing that they told me is, look, we're not going to just put a Band-Aid on this or a cream, a topical of anything. 
Instead, we're going to treat this and we're going to heal her from the inside out. And y'all, the second that they said that, I was just like, oh, if that's not Jesus Christ. Because that's what he does. He changes the inside of us. And just like I said earlier, the outside of us is all temporary. If you're getting your hair colored, Botox, new clothes, jewelry, houses, whatever. Those are all external things. But the only thing we take into attorney is our spirit that's on the inside of us, the internal thing. And so there's a lot of things that can go on in someone's body that you may not see evidence of. And so I just want to talk a little bit about that. I want to talk a little bit about internal hurt, internal injury. You know, when you have an internal hurt or injury, you might feel uncomfortable. And maybe you don't know why initially, but you feel uneasy. You feel not right. You don't feel healthy. You don't feel at your best based off of what's going in you, inside of you. Internal bleeding also initially is unseen on the body, but it resides in the body. Side effects of it might be fever, pain, paleness, weakness, faintness, unexplained sickness. These are just a few symptoms of the non-visible diagnosis here at hand. You don't know really what's going on, but you know on the inside that something's not right. But on the outside, you look like a perfectly healthy person. Blood clots are the same way. They can start in an, you know, in a limb or somewhere that's not in the chest cavity but they can end up being detrimental. A blood clot presents as something else entirely. It doesn't show its true self. It hides as a destructure under the mask as something less significant. It's a master of disguise that can take your life when left undetected. It presents itself as a muscle seeming tight, producing heat for an unknown reason, making itself seem insignificant until it's too late. The clot then travels and the clot breaks to the vital organs and suffocates you quickly until your breath is gone. You know, I just, something that can seem so small, so minute, can just kick the legs right out from under you. You seem like everything's going right, right? But then if you've got internal bleeding or if you have a blood clot, it's just going to come and punch you. And I think about that in our spiritual walk, how we can come to Christ and we can seem like we're just prevailing. We're just stride after stride after stride. Yet for some reason, one day, all of a sudden, the wheels get jerked up from underneath us. Why? Because there's something on the inside of us that has not been healed. There's something on the inside of us that is clearly connected to some sort of bondage that we need to be delivered from. Because spiritual healing is just a prerequisite for the mental healing and the physical healing that comes from Jesus. When it comes to healing, healing from the inside out, sometimes your physical body on earth may never be healed. But that's a good thing because your physical body doesn't go with you to eternity. Your spirit does. And that's where we're going to key in on this entire series, y'all. We're going to talk, um, I'm going to read some story, the same story out of two different gospels today. We're going to be reading the same story out of Mark, and then we're going to read it out of Matthew. But I just encourage you that this season right here, we're going to gain some clarity. God has such a powerful plan for each and every one of you. He has a powerful plan for me. As the church and as the body of Christ, he wants for us to keep pressing in so that we can gain and increase the numbers in heaven as much as we can. He wants to use us, encourage us, prosper us as we grow in relationship with him to become better people because that's what internal healing does. 
it refines you. And I want to be refined. I want to be purified. I want to be sanctified. Because I want to live a life that is better and more peaceful and more joyful than anything I've ever experienced before. And y'all, I'm telling y'all, 2023 is about to be it. The thing about it is, is when you get to know more about Jesus through realms of these podcasts, I love podcasts, I love preachers, I love YouTubes, I love sermons, I love outreaches, I love worship music, I love concerts, but y'all, this podcast should never replace you being in your word yourself. It can't, it can't replace that. The word of God and what it says and the scriptures, that's why I'm so big on reading scripture to you, because even if you hear it, you're internalizing it. I want to read straight from whatever he says, but I so encourage you always to go and read it for yourself. Cry in it yourself. Highlight it yourself. Smile about it yourself. So if you haven't never really done that, I encourage for you to, because the more that you get to know Christ, the more you realize he already knows about you. And that's something that, I don't know, it just excites me. So when it comes to the internal hurt, I want to talk about a verse real quick in Isaiah 518. It says, woe to the one who pushes their sin around like a cart. Woe to the one that is being dragged down by it. And you tell yourself like, oh, I've already dealt with that. But y'all, that's the part of being refined by Jesus and by God is that it's going to be a constant thing that we're having to do. Constantly, not only saying, okay, Lord, this is where I need the work. Instead, what is the action I'm taking that he's doing the work inside of me? I don't want to just be aware of the things I need to change. I want to have a plan of action given to me by the Holy Spirit on the things I need to change. That's how we heal from the inside out. The Holy Spirit, man, he just exposes hurt. That way Jesus can heal it. But I want to ask you, why do old wounds and old traumas even need to be healed? Why doesn't just come into Jesus initially and at first immediately make us clear-headed and forget the old pain? We're reliable on these things. We have habits We have unforgiveness, you know? And so when we come to him, we are delivered. What are we delivered from? We're delivered from hell, right? But there's still so much more to this that's not surface level, y'all. And that's what I want to start the year off, y'all. Let's get in it. Let's put our mud boots on. Let's get in the mud. Let's get dirty so that we can figure out how deep we need to go. The reason why we have to do that and why we can't keep dragging around old wounds is because we have to allow Jesus to heal every single part of us, even the stuff that we've had stuffed down or even bandaged. Because if we don't, y'all, the devil's going to use it for two reasons. One of them is because he wants to detour us away from our calling. If he can hold on to anything internally, that blood clot, if he can just hold on to you with something that's deep down, he can use it later, and that's what's going to take the wheels out from under you. That's why we have to bring it to Jesus right now. And so it doesn't detour us from our calling. The other thing that it will do is it will bring a spirit of fear on us. The devil will use our old wounds to make us insecure and fearful so that he quenches whatever the Holy Spirit has for us for our future. It's that like one thing, like, you know what? She thinks she's all right here, but I still got this. But what is that? Let's figure it out. So healing of the heart, soul, and body only comes from the one person, Jesus Christ, and he is the healer. Other things might help, but they're only going to help temporarily. This can be a substance. This can be a counselor, y'all, that seems like it's so great, but a person isn't your savior. And so when you're with them and you're doing great, yeah, that's great. But what if they're not there with you on a hard day? What if they're not able to, to be reached on a cell phone or to hold your hand? 
Whatever that bandage is, you need to know that Jesus is the healer and he's the only one that can be because he's the only one that can take it away for eternity. So don't get caught up though in needing your healing. Staying like, okay, I need this. This is my trouble. I'm this, I'm that. Instead of keep keeping so tuned into that label of healing, get to know more about your healer. That's how all of those things start to just quickly and efficiently go away because your trust and your mindset is focused on something that's totally different. Asking others to help you with this is great unless it makes you doubt Jesus. Having any kind of confidence in man is not where we need to stay. Instead, we need to engage in trusting him more. When you go to Jesus for healing, he exposes the area that the hurt started. Y'all, this is the worst part. (laughs) And it's the worst part because it makes you have to relive things. But if you don't, then you end up dragging around old pain to new relationships. You end up not allowing yourselves to trust and love people because of past betrayal. You're making other people reap a consequence instead of the ones that they didn't do the action in the first place. This is the way that the devil hinders you from your calling. This is the way that he detours you. And then you start assuming everybody's going to leave you and everybody's going to do bad because of one experience that you had or maybe even multiple experiences that you have. But until you get to know your healer, you're not aware of the healing that can truly take place. You got to know who he is. Jesus proves to us that we're healed by him on the cross because he shows us what he took for us and from us on the cross. That's the thing about the cross. He didn't just take things for us. He took on our iniquities. We're going to read about that in a little bit in Isaiah, but he took things from us that we don't have to harbor and hold on to anymore. We don't have to fix on our own. There's so much freedom in that, y'all. And if 2023 has nothing else for us, please, Lord, let it be freedom. (laughs) Freedom from all the things that hold us back. God just cut it off with a chainsaw. Like, God has been covering us with grace and forgiveness since the beginning of time. He takes what others have done to us and even things that we've done for to ourselves. So now that we realize that, we realize what he's already taken from us and taken for us. Let's start real quick, y'all. We're going to, the first part of this story in the Gospels I'm going to read, I'm going to start in Mark chapter 1. I'm going to start in verses 29, and then we're going to read this exact same story in the Gospel of Matthew. It says, as soon as Jesus left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the house of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they immediately told Jesus about her. So he went to her and took her hand and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait on them. First thing she does when she gets healed is do what? They bring Jesus to her. She's sick. She's in bed. She's got fever. He touches her, and she immediately begins to get up and serve. That scripture right there says she began to wait on them. Serve Jesus. After you receive healing, you should want to serve your healer. (laughs) You should want to get to know him, want to be incorporated with his people. In verse 32, it says, That evening after sunset, the people brought Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. That's how it is, right, y'all? You witness somebody get healed, you want that for yourself. You're just like, I don't know what went or how went down, but I need some of that, so let me get here too. That's why you should want healing. The internal healing, because what it does is then it's portrayed on the outside, which is visible to others. Then they just start flogging, flocking in. 33 says, The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak, because they knew who he was. 
y'all, this is only a few amount of verses and we about to just pick, pick it apart, peel it away. So number one, the reason why they came after sunset, they, Jesus brought them to it because then it was after Sabbath. Okay. They couldn't bring people because they could not work. That was a sin for them. So they wait until the time does come. The whole town gathers at the door and Jesus just starts healing various diseases. We're talking blindness, lameness, anxiety, depression, diabetes, whatever it is. Think of some diseases, leprosy, pink eye. I mean, this can be all the things. What do you bring to Jesus? Who are you bringing to Jesus? Are you one of the people gathered at the door? Are you the ones that are bringing somebody to the door? Do you know where to go? Do you know where to go to navigate somebody to lead them to the healer? Do you know? I love right here after it said he healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons. I want to tell you, your demons are your disease. Those things are so parallel. But the thing is, a demon driving out many demons, that's the internal. You may see somebody with a broke arm and that seems external, but a broken heart is just as severe in the eyes of God. It's just as paralyzing to be able to prosper you, to lead you into your future. I just, I don't know. I think about all the things that I want to be healed from, and it's not always stuff that's physically wrong with me. It rarely is, honestly. The last part of this says, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. I want to tell you right now that even if you don't know who Jesus is, you don't know the healing that can come from him, your demons do. Your demons are very aware of what happens when you come to Jesus and he takes that from you. And he grows you and he inspires you and he encourages you. They know the fire that comes from that. The whole And so I asked myself, well, what the heck, man? Why wouldn't he let them say who he was? Well, the time had not come yet for him to expose himself as Messiah. Yet the demons knew he was Messiah. They knew he had the authority of the Holy Spirit and the power of God in him, working through him to help all these people that were brought to him. They knew. But do we? Do we know who he is? I pray that you do. I pray that this 2023, you get to figure it out a little bit more. And I pray that this platform is able to teach it to you. That is my prayer. Lord, teach me so I can teach them. God, use this at whatever magnitude that you would so that you can be the one to multiply it. I pray that for every single one of us. But I had to touch on that. The hold that the enemy has on you is so severe. And those demons, they're so scared of the, of the fulfillment Jesus brings to you. They know that they can't meet up to the expectations that, that you have on that initial feel-good feeling. They know that. But they know that what Jesus has in you and what he can do through you will sustain you. And they're scared of that. The joy that the Holy Spirit gives you, the peace through Jesus Christ, y'all, that is what sustains you. And that's what a demonic presence of any kind can't give you. We look at it like a demon's not supposed to be bad and hindering. No, it can seem like it feels good, but that doesn't mean that it does. Tearing somebody down, lying, gossiping, doing anything that's hateful, that's what that is pressing on into you because initially it feels good. I'm casting this on them, making me feel better, making my stuff seem not as severe because my eyes are on them when all the more, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't do it. That's an internal hurt. 
That's something on the inside of you that needs to be healed. Jesus is the only one, though, that knows exactly what has a hold of you. He's the one that knows your various diseases. He's the one that knows. Even when you don't, just like the internal bleeding, even when you don't know where the root of the cause is, you're just feeling the paleness. You're feeling the weakness. You're telling me right now that whenever you are harboring unforgiveness in your heart, you don't feel clammy. You don't feel have a tight chest. When I was reading all those symptoms of internal bleeding, I'm just like, oh my gosh, if that's not the pressures of so much sin, so much anger. You're telling me that you don't feel faint and weak and unexpected sickness whenever you're harboring hate for somebody or jealousy. You know, I just, whenever I was reading all those, I just thought, man, this is so severe whenever it comes to the soul. This isn't just the body. This is the soul. But Jesus knows whatever it is. He knows the specifics of whatever has a hold of you, and he wants to bring it to light. So we don't need to be scared of it. We don't need to be scared to be healed from the inside out. Instead, we need to be aware that that's where it has to start. There's nothing topical. There's no church, you know, sermon on a Sunday morning. There's no Christian concert going to make you shed a tear that's going to be able to get there on the inside and do what only salvation through Jesus Christ can. So now let's turn real quick. We're going to read this exact same story from the Gospel of Matthew. Some words are different in the in Mark, the Gospel of that that I read from. He says, Simon, Simon and Peter, the same person. So whenever I read that, I just want for you to understand that whenever it says when Jesus came into Peter's house, it was the same as going into Simon and Andrew's house. So Matthew chapter 8, verses 14 says, When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand and her fever left her. She got up and began to wait on him. Once again, we see the exact same correlation there. She got up. She started to serve. But listen to me here in 16. It says, When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him. And he drove out the demons with the word and healed all the sick. He drove out the spirits with a word. What is God's word? It's something you have access to anytime you want to. You better pull up that Bible up on your phone. You better Google a scripture. Get out a physical Bible. Go to the Christian bookstore and buy you one. Message me and I'll send you one. But that right there drove out spirits with the word. When you expose yourself to the word of God, it drives the bad inside of you out. People think it's so bad to be offended by the word of God. We should all be offended by the word of God because we should all be convicted of things. Why? So we can be refined. So we can be healed from the inside out. It is not a bad thing for you to be offended by the word of God. Instead, be like, oh my gosh, Holy Spirit, thank you for bringing this to light. Thank you for exposing me to where this hurt in me is in, at, at. Thank you for specifying where I need to grow closer to you in, in my walk. Thank you for that. But the fact that that's what he did, you know, he didn't come in there with a bunch of, you know, garments or oils or incense or whatever. Drove out the spirits with the word. The word of God can do more for you than any, any of these other things. So now the next verse in verse 17, it says, This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. So I want to tell you, your healing, the reason why it can only come from Jesus is because he has already taken it. That's what I want to uncover right now, y'all. I started digging into these verses in Isaiah. 
And I've heard these verses before, but there's something I want to start at in this Isaiah chapter 53. I want to read, I'm going to start kind of at the end of verse 2. And I want for you to understand me when I read this. And I want for you to know that these words right now are describing Jesus Christ. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. You know, I think that whenever they were looking for Messiah and they were looking for Jesus, and the fact that the demons, they knew who he was, yet they didn't. Did he look like he was a king of kings? Or did he look normal like me and you? God did a work through a normal man in the flesh, yet he was fully God and fully man. But he didn't look fancy. He didn't look standoffish. He didn't place himself as in, as in a way he couldn't be approached. Instead, he was obviously approachable, y'all. They started flowing into the door of that house. I would say that's pretty approachable. And I just want to ask ourselves, are we seeing him that way? Are we approaching him? Or do we have in our minds that we, we're so guarded and, and, and we can't access him? I just want to tell you right now that you can. In verse 3, it says, He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Your Christ, your Savior, he's familiar with pain. He is, and he's never done anything to deserve any of it. He was rejected by mankind because he didn't fit in their mold. There's so many people that reject him. And, you know, that's the thing is life everlasting. What we said earlier about things that are eternal or things that are temporary. The only thing that is eternal is Jesus. And there's going to be so many that inherit hell instead of heaven because they reject him. He knows what it's like to be despised. So if you're trying to grow in your walk and there's other people that are despising you for it, you just need to know he already knows what that is. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised and we held him in low esteem. Verse 4 said, Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. You know, whenever he was suffering on the cross for me and you, and he was taken on the cross, all the, all the internal bleeding that we have, all the blood clots, all the things that man may not see with their eyes, he saw them inside of you. And he took them upon himself and he was on a cross. And all of them, they considered him punished by God. Like, where is your God? If your God was real, why didn't he come in to get you? Meanwhile, Jesus is saying, look, I got to take this really for you doing what you're doing right now, which is despising me. That sin, that's what I'm taking on so that you may inherit the glory of God. Oh, it just speaks. But he was pierced for our transgressions on the cross when Jesus was nailed, his arms, his feet. At the end, they took a, they pierced his side. They pierced his side. And the blood that came rushing out, that right there was to cover the internal bleeding inside of me and you. That blood covered a multitude of sins for me and you. He was crushed for our iniquities. That's all of our sin. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. Do you really believe that though? That's what I want to ask you. True healing is knowing that you are forgiven. That's the thing. If you never receive healing physically or even mentally here on earth, by knowing Jesus, you do receive healing in eternity. You will be made perfect. 
I'm going to read a verse in Revelation 21.3 that just reminds us of that, of the newness that is to come for us. A place that we will have perfect hearts, perfect bodies. But there's no way we can have any of that here on earth. That's why we need Jesus to get to heaven. 21.3 in Revelation says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has now passed away. Are y'all so excited to inherit that? Because I know I am. But do you have a child right now or a neighbor or a coworker? Who do you know right now that is hurting? Who do you know right now that is mourning or crying or in pain? Who do you know right now that maybe nobody else sees it on the outside, but you know the internal bleeding going on on the inside? Do you want for them to be able to inherit what that says right there in Revelation 21? The new comes when God will dwell among us, y'all. He will be with us because we are his people. Do you know somebody that wants to inherit that? I pray that in 2023, you have more courage and boldness about you to get that job done. And that you know that there's nothing you can do in your flesh to get that job done, but instead you open your mouth and you allow God to do it through you. As the vessel that you truly are, that you were created to be a vessel to grow the kingdom of God. Jesus heals you in your mind. So even when you don't get physical healing, that seems here on earth, you are getting mental and spiritual healing. And that healing leads to physical healing. How many people do you know that end up changing and turning their lives over to Christ? And then it's almost like they're not even recognizable. That's what that is. The hurts that we used to have and that we used to carry around, the way we walked, the way we frowned, the way we held our head down in shame, whatever that physical looked like. Once that happens on the inside, it just changes, changes everything. What I love, the first, the main thing that I love that it changes, it changes the decisions that we make. <laughs> when your decisions change as your spirit heals, man, those changes, that's where the clarity comes to your mind. And that clarity that comes to your mind, those are the effects that it has on your body. Your health starts improving and you didn't even try to improve your health. But instead you started stewarding your mind and, and feeding your spirit in a new way. And that is what's able to be so visible, not only to your surroundings, but also to God. It makes him so aware of how much you're starting to trust him because you're starting to care more about things that you didn't once care about. A verse in Acts that I love, I've been reading it a lot lately. It says, Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. And I want to tell you, that name the only name is the name Jesus Christ. As we keep diving into this healing from the inside out, I just want to start it off by us realizing we got some internal bleeding. <laughs> we got some blood clots that need to be taken care of because I don't want that traveling to our hearts to bring us consequences that we ne God never intended for us to have. I want us to say, all right, Lord, bring it to light, even if it's painful, even if it's uncomfortable. 
even if it hurts. So as we start 2023, I just want us to open up with this Healing from the Inside series. And I want to say, okay, Lord, I want for you to come in and I want to read your word more because I want for your word to cast out my demons, to heal my various diseases, to bring me forgiveness and reconciliation. Even if I don't walk in those rooms anymore, Lord, I don't want to harbor that hate anymore. I don't want to be in these habits anymore. I don't want to keep lying like I have been. What is that? If it's uncomfortable, that's okay. If it brings up old things and stirs up stuff, that's okay. Because the only way for him to wipe it clean is if it comes up to the surface. Let him do that. I don't want for these things to travel places in our body and start and hinder us and detour us. Instead, I want us to become fully healed from the inside out so that this year in 2023, we're able to go out and do the work that he already has planned for us, that we set aside anything that we want to hold back and keep for ourselves, that we bring it to him and we say, all right, Lord, let's start. Let's start right here where no one else sees and the place nobody else knows about. I want for you to start there, Lord. I want for you to bring me all the deliverance that you can, Father. I pray over you. I'm excited for what's to come. I pray that you are too. But I just want for you to know, don't hinder yourself just because something hurts. Bring it to him. Let's go. Let's realize what the meaning of our lives is. Let's not just keep spending hours and hours of our lives focusing on things that are only temporary. How many hours a week are you in your word? I guarantee you it's not as many hours a week that you're at your job. And those things are noble. But if we're not feeding our spirit, we're only feeding our flesh, we have no eternal gain. Pay attention right now. What is still on the inside of you that needs to be healed? We're talking about the, the inside most being of you. What's in there? What's blocking you? What is that? Second question is, can it be healed? Is it even possible? I pray that by the end of this, you understand that it is for sure possible because all things are possible through Jesus. The hard things are possible through Jesus. And the last question is, do you even want to be healed internally? Do you want to know and be so secure and there's nothing that's going to jerk the wheels out from under me again? This thing that keeps being the roller coaster that, that I'm going through every three years or every three months or every three days. Do you want to know and be so confident that the devil does not have that piece of you anymore? That you have been totally healed and delivered from it? You know, this, this healing from the inside out, we're going to realize and we're going to learn what, what is the healing process. How do we do this? So I'm excited for all these weeks to come. So keep on joining us. Let's start, let's start making those treasures in heaven grow and be evident also here on earth. I just thank you for listening today. I pray that you share this podcast. I pray that you visit us at impactoverinfluence.org. The opportunity that this year is already presenting to us. I don't want to brag about tomorrow. The Bible says not to do that. But I do think I'm supposed to be excited. Because the way that he's showing up is just um, something that I've never thought that I would ever get to live out. And I'm excited to get to do it. I uh, ask that you reach out to us. That you incorporate us. That you follow us in your daily life. That you... Chime in on our Facebook, our Instagram pages. Be sure to follow us. If you want to donate or steward, um, help us steward things in any way, just reach out to us. And I hope you have a blessed rest of your day and go spread Jesus. Jesus.